Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award-winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free, and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of the Unlaced Podcast. As I always say, if you're new here, please give us a like and subscribe. It's how we grow. We really appreciate it. And thank you for coming along as well. If you are coming back again, as I always say, I absolutely love you. Uh, You guys are the heartbeat of the podcast. We had a massive episode last week with Shepmates. I don't know what they're doing right, but I'm here talking for one hour and these guys do nothing for 30 seconds and they've gone viral. So like, they've made me rethink my whole life, but two of the absolute funny guys, absolute legends, uh, of content creation and they've got big plans as well so go back and check that episode out um, because that's uh, that's something that we love to see these guys literally are the definition of anything is possible now um, the person I've got on today I tell you what he's a bit like an Andrew McLeod type figure on his day darting off half back tearing up the MCG grass you know the agility only one child you know you can't even train for it you know, pretty much is what I'm saying but he has a gift of turning on a five cent coin and I absolutely love him to death and his name Isaac Kainal, bro. So welcome to the welcome to the podcast. No, thank you, thank you. I got some big shoes to fill from the Shepmates last week. So <laughs> yeah, to be here. no doubt. Apparently, you love your shoes too. By the way, I do, I love, I do love my kicks. Jordan fours, or Jordan. My, oh, Jordan fours. I see you wearing ones. them as well. Yeah, that's the first thing you said to me. Yeah, yeah. come on now. Oh, yeah. Boys all over it. Oh, bro. Well, how, how's life anyway, man? How's the off season been? Or are you coming back into starting a preseason now? I guess really. Yeah, it's been good, man. I've loved it. I got a. I had a good trip away in Europe for about four weeks with a few of the boys. So that was good fun. Um, Yeah, man, we just got to experience a whole bunch of culture whole bunch of different countries and yeah, it was actually, it was super dope. Super I want to, I want to talk about that because have you done much traveling before? Cause I feel like since you got drafted, you don't really get yeah. the op- opportunity to do well, so much. We've only got like a, I mean, we're pretty lucky, but we've got a pretty short window in regards to when we can travel. And mm. we've obviously had COVID the last couple of years. So I've kind of missed the boat. And I, even before that, I wasn't a massive traveler. So I've been to Bali and I've been to Ghana where my dad's from. But other than that, no. So this is like my first proper experience so like, where did you go because you you did europe you didn't you did like a proper europe trip yeah, i felt we did like the i feel like it's a big five we did, <laughs> the big five did, oh actually, maybe other than greece we missed greece which was okay i'm, I'm gonna keep that for a separate time because I, I need to do that properly but yeah we did italy um we did london we did so we did sorry we did milan rome positano in italy Positano by far. Oh, it's like the Amalfi Coast is just biggest off vibe. Biggest vibe. You start rethinking your life there. You're like, how? Well, how's this exist? Like, what? I was we- just in vacay mode. Wake up, <laughs> sleep in, straight down to the beach. Frozen strawberry daiquiri in hand. Ah, oh, damn, that's the life. Salad. I was just vibing. Man. It was that good. It was that good. Um, and then where to go from there? Went for went to Barcelona, and then we went to Paris, Amsterdam, and finished in London. Fuck, dude. It was dope. Can you, what it, cause you went with a few of the, your teammates, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you, cause I think like for me, when I travel, I'm like, traveling does something for the soul. Oh, like, 100%. I don't know whether you've got issues going on or you just want to like, you just learn stuff. You like grow as a person. Did you find anything like that for you? A hundred percent. Well, it was good to grow, uh, to go with that group because it was a, we're a pretty tight group already, but you get that much tighter, obviously when you're traveling with people and you're there 24 mm. hours a day together. So we had no like headbutting, no nothing. So I think no that was way. the first thing I realized was that we got a really good group of mates, like yeah. in, in that little group right there. And 
I mean, I, I love experiencing different cultures. Like I'm obviously from, my dad's from Ghana, so I'm already a little bit different. So I just loved going to different cultures, learning different languages. Yeah. I didn't pick up much of any <laughs> language. But, but what do you like? I love the Spanish language um, and Spanish women for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, European they, women for all man. matters. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, nah, I want to say- <laughs> European for all matters. I, I mess with I mess with the French language. Oh, I thought, I thought, that, yeah, I thought that was dope. I, thought I haven't been dope. to France. That's fucked. Yeah. yeah. All I all I learned was uh, je m'appelle Isaac. That's all. That's, all <laughs> that's I got. what you needed, bro. Some little French kid when we were at the um we we're at the oval training, and he came up. He didn't speak any English, and that was all we could kind of say to each other. Was, oh, no my way. name's this. My name's this. And no. Yeah, so dope. who did you go with? That's so really was, uh, Jack Inovan, Tyler Brown, Callum Brown, Nathan Murphy, John Noble. Uh, Will Kelly joined us at the end and Trent Bianco. All right. Now I'm going to put you on the spot here, but I want a best on tour and worst on tour out of the lads. <laughs> <laughs> so don't have to throw them to the wolves, but you know, we want to know because there is, man, there's characters to travel with and then there's brotherhood like back in, back in your own town. Well, I want to start with worst on. <laughs> And and he, I feel like he knows he's worst. <laughs> Let's on. hope you don't watch it. <laughs> um, John Noble, John Hands Noble, down, worst on. He was there for literally eleven days. Oh. He came to Europe for eleven days. What? I'm flaming. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, John. But, <laughs> yeah. but you deserve a little bit of a flame. But I mean, at the end of the day, he tipped him while he was there. Um, he had things to go back for. So oh, okay, fair. Much play. respect. So it wasn't necessarily his performance across the eleven uh, days. Is or, or is there an element? Oh, there is. <laughs> no, nah, he was good. Or was more he, just a short commitment. Yeah, it was just a short commitment. Okay. He, he was good value while he was there. He's a funny man, um, and he yeah he provides some entertainment. But, Best on. Um, oh, just because I feel like we spent a lot of time together, it's got to be Guinea, and I've, yeah. I'm going to boost the man's ego. He already knows he's. Oh damn! He, damn. Really, he reckons he's yeah. Runs runs the joint already. But <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Me and him had some good some good memes. It was good uh, fun. It's good, man. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you did it because it does. It helps you come when you come back for preseason, like just to be I refreshed. Refreshed, dude. Like, I come yeah. Back, I'm like Monday to Friday. I'm grinding. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I don't feel. I don't like. I'm happy being back at the club. I don't feel overwhelmed by it. So. I think it's going to be me each year. I need that little four-week, five-week block. 100%, bro. Yeah. Do you find, like, it's funny because you're probably, when you sit in Positano and you're just looking out, you're like, fuck, man. It was only a few weeks ago. There was intense final series. And, like, I feel like your days are so clouded with thoughts of the games and, like, how big it is. And you've got everyone on the street being like, fuck, big game this weekend. So to separate it, just to go back on that final series, like, how did you how did you deal with that? Because that would have been, like, your first sort of real yeah. run at it with the club. Yeah, it was my first proper one. I pl- I've played in a few finals before that, but they were, like, the COVID years. So it was a little bit, yeah, just different. a little bit weird. But, yeah, man, this this final series was freaking unbelievable. Dude, like, it was crazy, man. So, like... Well, this is probably a bit like for football wise. This, that was the most enjoyable year of I've ever played. Hands was it? Down. Was it actually? Because everyone, yeah, everyone from the outside was like, "We love watching Collingwood. Yeah. We love the vibe." But it actually felt like that as a player well, too. I think it started. It started internally and then kind of bled out. So like yeah. we enjoyed it so much, and then everyone else enjoyed it. It was kind of like started from us, yeah, and then it kind of grew. And I know Jordy spoke about how important Fly's been for us. Yeah, dude. I mean, he's been steering the ship, and he's a big reason as to why we you know, perform so well. But yeah. yeah, the final series was crazy, man. Like to play in front of 90,000 people, like I was speaking about it with someone the other day. Like when we came out at the Sydney game, the prelim, you come out to your song, we were, we were warming up and then Sydney came out to their song and the Collingwood chant, like the call, it was over the Sydney. At the SCG, right? It was This is what I said, bro. I, I, can't, I can't even, I looked at John Noble, I looked at him, I was like, bruv, 
This is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. Like, this is nuts. You're having those chats on the field. Man, like, what the we fuck? stopped what we were doing and we just kind of looked around and like, bro, he's got to soak this stuff. Yeah, stuff man. In. That's crazy. why I think Collingwood's like so unique because there was pockets of like Collingwood fans and they were just hurling abuse. Oh, man. I said this on the Geordie podcast and you can probably um, back this up, but I reckon that's a, they were a huge part of why you guys got oh. in with an inch because it was like the, the first half, I was like, what? Everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, is it even possible if you guys come back? Yeah. And then it was like, that these guys can win, like literally. Well, that's what we did all year. I mean, we always found a way to just crawl back. We never mm. kind of we like that, you know, cliche, never give up. But that was literally us. As soon as we had a little challenge in front of us, you know, a few goal deficit, yeah, we we're like, nah, fuck that, we're coming back. And do you, yeah, do you reckon it helps because like some of you guys are so young, you guys are like a bit of a fearless streak as well. A hundred percent. And I think the the older boys are aware of that. And we kind of both feed off each other. Like to have people like Pendles and, you know, the Steels and the Howies mm. and stuff like that. And then to pair it with like the the Bows, the Guineas, even myself and, and a few of the like Nick, like mm. so many of the younger boys. I feel like it just it just works really well. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I spoke well. to um spoke to Dane Swan about it ages ago and he's just like, man, fucking ticks me off that everyone likes Collingwood now. He's like, I want everyone to go back to Hayden. But like, everyone actually does like you guys. It's fucking weird. It's like, we were like the underdogs all year. So I feel like you just got to vibe with it. And everyone everyone loves an underdog, I feel like, in sports. So I feel like that was us this year. We just found a way to just keep getting dubs. Yeah, bro. Well, we're going to go into your footy story a bit more. But we we met actually, I think the first time we met was at the Copeland, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, and I had to. I come over. I think I, I think it might have been Ben or you. Yeah. I came over to tell you how why I needed to introduce myself because it's getting ridiculous, bro. Like, I'm not saying people are coming up to me, but because we're every time like I'm out with Geordie or like one of the plays, and like, like it's uncomfortable. Like some of the people that come in like, <laughs> throwing stuff like at him, and so I just try and break the ice. I'm like, like when they go oh, like looking at me, like, do you play footy? I'm like, yeah, I'm Isaac Quainall. Yeah, hey, I say, bro, right, they. Absolutely, but there hasn't been one that goes really. There was one guy at uh, one of my friend's son's christening all night, like he was a bit drunk, but he just was like telling me how good I was, how good you were, I should say, for like an hour, like on my shoulder. Like, bro, yeah, and I was like, there, like, fuck, I've, I've really overdone this now because, like, I can't, I'm like annoyed yeah, that this guy's still here. Deep now. Yeah, like, I'm talking like half back, like my vision, my step, like how I'm working, like how I'm the loose man, how my running game. I'm like, fuck, I'm going beyond my knowledge here. <laughs> I can't keep up, but there's a, there's actually a funny story, and I think you'll like this, but there's a photo of me in a cafe in St Kilda. They think I'm Leon Davis, and I'm like, like I see the Leon Davis. I feel like I see the Leon Davis more than I see myself. Yeah, but probably. That's but probably the, biased, but. The, the thing for me was that like Leon Davis played in like two thousand and one. I know two thousand two. Like you were just born when he was playing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm in the, I'm in a cafe, bro. Me, Jordy, and this guy. Like, what's up? What, are you on the wall? Like, on, on, they on they the took wall? a Polaroid. They've got all famous people on the wall, and they put me there. And I was that's like, crazy. yeah, I'm I'm like a Collingwood mentor. <laughs> I don't know. I say shout right, out Leon Davis, bro. He's the best bloke ever, by the way. Um. But man, it's pretty, um, you've had a pretty crazy year, I think. And I think like, um, when people talk about your story, what's interesting for me is your background, like, mm. and where you grew up and your sort of, I guess, connection to Africa through your dad, your mum's Australian, right? Yep. And you've got how many brothers? Five brothers, one sister. Damn. Yeah, big fa- family. African family's always big, bro. Always. Let me guess, your dad's got heaps of siblings for sure, probably. Yeah. He's like one of eight, eight, Shit. nine. That's crazy. So did you were you born and raised here? Or? Yeah, born and raised in Melbourne. So like I've always been here. All four, all six of us, Quainos have all been born here. Yeah. But yeah, I was lucky enough to go back when I was ten. 
10. Had my 11th birthday there. I was there for six weeks, the whole summer holidays I was there. Oh. Got to meet all my family. It was pretty dope. Dude, have you, do you remember it at all? Is it too long ago now? <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. It's like, I I remember bits and pieces, but yeah, like it it's again. very patchy. But I remember having like an unbelievable time. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. my one of my favorite trips I ever did was to Africa. Where'd I went you go? To Kenya with my like my oh. best mate, similar to you. Dad, uh, dad was Kenyan, mum was Aussie, big family, and dad passed away, so we went to Kenya to like see all the family. Right, yeah. Bro, it was the best. Like honestly, it was supposed to go for sad reasons. It was the best trip we ever had. Yeah, like, it was Africa's just unbelievable. Beautiful man. I need to do like I've only been to Ghana. I'd love to do and. You know, a few other countries around there. You watching the World Cup or not? Because the uh, Ghana Black Stars, bro, he's, they're, he's keeping they're me, making he's waves, keeping bro. Chance. Ghana Black Stars, bro, three two. Yeah, I three two, that. bro. They're up and we were about. Just watching bro. the highlights just before. They're a good team. I been, I'll be honest. I'm not that loyal to the point where I'm waking up. <laughs> yeah, fuck I need that. my beauty sleep. But <laughs> yeah. like, we've been watching the highlights every now and then, and yeah, yeah seem to be doing well. Because uh, do you? Is your? I mean, you're jacked, like naturally, and I'm like. <laughs> Look, when me and I you get, when me and you get jacked, and like it's usually because oh you're black jeans and da da da, but yeah. uh, it might be actually correct with your Ghanaian jeans. Oh, yeah, I, he always says it as well. And <laughs> a lot of people do. Like I'm, I'm genetically um, advanced a little bit in, in that <laughs> regards. Like I just am naturally yeah. quite big and muscly, and I don't really need to do that much wage, which I'm which I'm very like thankful for. But yeah, yeah, that's all, Dad. Dad's pretty jacked so is he really I get it from him yeah shout out the boss yeah, man yeah, well because i actually we do our research on the unlaced podcast <laughs> and i got told a story about your pre-draft story which okay. i wanted to share because yeah, feed me, feed me. nothing was ever gifted to the man isaac queen that's nice. what that's what i'm trying to get at here but so you finished school younger than like most so you yeah. would have finished 17 17 so yeah. you hadn't been drafted yet so you had like a gap year you gap could year, say yeah. yeah so i was told by the oakley charges faithful that what time did training start usually Four thirty-five. yeah about five o'clock i think it was yeah and iq was in the gym at 3 p.m before yeah. every session yeah till training yeah right yeah i actually when i look back i don't know how i did that like, was, that's, that's was, a true was, story yeah no that yeah, was, me, was, good. was me and me and dan were putting in the work early i gotta give him his respect as well but, oh, damn. yeah because we did we did we did uni together so we do um, okay we did we finished at three in richmond so we did uni at, in richmond so we just take the train straight from richmond to oakley there's no point going home so we just pack all our stuff and then yeah get in the gym early and yeah, get to work, which was dope. Bro, because, so, yeah, like I feel like dude, like some people don't see that stuff, so they just see you go know, pick 13, 2018, get mm. given the number 35, which is like a big thing at Collingwood, mm. and then you just start playing games. But it's like a lot of people don't get to see the blood, sweat, and tears. So yeah, did you sure. always know you were going to be sort of that high-level draft pick coming into draft year? Because it fascinates me that most draftees or some don't actually know how high they're going to go yeah. coming into that year. Like that year is really critical. Yeah, I didn't. I was actually speaking about it with someone yesterday, like oh, with Pat Lipinski when we were doing a run. I, I was chatting about how I played in, there's like an all-star game at the end of each year. And mm. it was in my bottom age year. I got just like a lucky invite to this all-star game. And that was how I got, I played all right and got selected in the academy. And that was when things started to become a bit more real. Yeah. Like at that point, I was kind of just this like bottom ager, you know, who showed a bit of potential and like, who knows? And it has the ties with Collingwood, but right. not sure yet. Yeah. I think once I made that academy, I was like, damn, like this is the top 32 players in Australia. Like Shit. this is pretty real. Yeah. Um, and then I think from that point onwards, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to make the most of this. And so I think it only started to become real towards the end of the year. Were you, was there an <clears> age where you went all chips in on like, I want to get AFL, I want to be drafted, all that sort of stuff? Because yeah. I, I, I'm aware that you played like every sport growing up and you yeah. didn't have like a number one, nah. which is kind of the curse when you're athletic because you're like, I can do a bit of everything and yeah. be okay. But 
like footy for you obviously came to be the, the one. Yeah, for sure. I was that try-hard in PE class that would just be like trying to take on everyone in every sport. <laughs> really? It didn't matter what it was. Badminton, I'm taking over. Apparently you were handy at soccer too. Yeah, I was all right. Athletics, back, right basketball. Back. Yeah, right back. Um, yeah, did a bit of athletics, did basketball, loved volleyball. I hate cricket. So yeah, stuff cricket. Man, they're losing people because they used to stand in the field all day. <laughs> yeah. People are like, ah. Yeah, and nah, I've got beef with cricket just because I used to, we weren't allowed to wear boots in pre-season with football, so I'd be, I'd just be getting mad at cricket. But, <laughs> you know, I, I won't start no beef with no one, but what was the question again? I've, I've, uh, I've gone on a side tangent. Oh yeah, we're talking about your multi-skilled at sports. So yeah, when did you yeah. go all chips in on AFL? Um, it was probably around, so I was playing basketball up until like Friday night, rep, rep, league up until I was 18. So I was, wow. so my top age year, is that right? Yeah. So my top age year, I only played like, <laughs> he, yeah, he, know knows, he knows more about my story than I do. <laughs> I only played like maybe five or six games because yeah. football was my main commitment. So it was probably at that point when I went into my top age year of basketball and football where I was kind of like, well, I'm not six foot nine and, you know, putting, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, get my head yeah, in the yeah. room. Like yeah. I was, I, I'm, just six foot. You need to shoot the. You need to shoot the lights six, out. Six like foot with shoes. <laughs> six <laughs> foot with shoes, baby. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was about the age of seventeen. So I was actually pretty late, to be honest. I wasn't. Oh, yeah. Man. I love my. I still love basketball. Yeah. I, that's. Yeah. Is that your go-to my, sport? It's probably my first love in regards to sports. Like, yeah. I find it so therapeutic. Like just going to get some shots up. No way. Because I was actually going to ask you this. Because for me, I always take a lot of inspiration from other athletes across other sports. Mm. Do you have the same thing? Like if you, if you're in love with other sports, yeah. like is there any, cause sometimes like my, I played soccer and I would like LeBron James or Michael Jordan. They were like my idols. Yeah. I'm like, how does that work? Yeah. LeBron James is like my idol. I've been the biggest LeBron James bandwagoner since day. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've kind of, I've, I'll be honest, I've gone off him a little bit lately. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to start my own wave, so I go for the Hornets now. Oh, Charlotte. Yeah, I'm, I'm messed with the Hornets. But yeah, like, good team. Yeah, up until the last couple of years, I've been, yeah, I just, the way that he goes about it on and off like the court is just crazy. Like, yeah. And for me, he's the GOAT. I know it's very controversial, but I've never, I never got to really watch Jordan play. So like, yeah, true, true. from what I've seen, he's just like unbelievable, man. Um, what, what I wanted to talk about, because obviously we've got your Ghanaian background. One thing for me, like particularly when you would have been coming through the AFL ranks or the sort of youth ranks, I should say, the rep teams, like there's what I've noticed now more with the AFL, it's more common that there's a, like a multicultural aspect, mm. like people from other backgrounds are actually elite in the AFL environments. Was yeah. there anyone for you that you kind of looked up to or still look up to as like sort of that person that you could be like, well, you know, these guys kind of look like me. That That's pretty cool. Like they're, well, they're doing well. I've, I've, Heretia Lumumba was when I was- You play a bit like him, don't you? Yeah. Right? Well, so that, that's the thing. When I, when I was a little kid, I grew up going to Collingwood. So like I'm, I'm living the dream. But when Which I, I find fascinating it as is, well. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm very lucky. But- we would, me and my, one of my other mates would, he'd take me to the games almost every week and we'd like be running around through the, um, like there's obviously massive crowds when you're trying to walk through the MCG and we'd have a footy and we'd be handballing and like kicking in and out of people and people would always be like, oh, you're, you're Harry O'Brien, you're Harry O'Brien. Like, <laughs> Man. I was just, I, I used to love it. I was running. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Right, come on now, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he was a goat back then. So, oh man, he's still doing pretty well right now. But like, yeah, yeah I think that was... He was the one who I was like, this guy, like, I actually look, like, we look very similar. Yeah. And, like, you know, somewhat similar stories. And I think that was the first person that I was kind of like, damn, well, like, he's done it, so I can do it. And right. I know his road to get into the AFL was, you know, it wasn't the traditional route. It was, you know, he had to. Left, right. Yeah, he yeah. had to do all these different turns and, and finally made it. So, 
uh, he was one. And then obviously like Majak Dor was, yeah, you dude. know, he kind of paved the way for a lot of Africans and and especially Sudanese people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, big ups. To There's a lot of Africans on on list now, dude. Heaps, man. There's yeah. actually <clears throat> four half Ghanaian, half Australian. What? Yeah. No so way. Yeah, You'd have like a, an Australian Black Stars team, yeah, the Ghana well, team. Well, we're almost got a starting not, 11, bro. I'm leaving to go to an uh, AFL run, multi, uh, it's like a multicultural and indigenous camp for the next three or four days. So oh. there's going to be a, I don't know if this is like, hopefully this is, everyone knows, but there's like going to be like an exhibition game. that's like multicultural versus indigenous in Feb. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's going to be dope. Dude. That's the first time I think that's happened. Dude, yeah, breaking yeah. news, man. This is what this podcast yeah, does, bro. People people drop their guard, they say it, and they leave yeah. like, fuck, should I have said that? Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, bro. That's all right. If we need to, we can edit it <laughs> out. I'm, I'm pretty but sure. But, dude, that's fucking crazy, yeah, man. So, so that's that's an, has that ever happened before? I don't think so. Raiden, you would know. That, I don't think that has. Yeah, I don't think so. So that's going to be dope. I'd I'm curious to see how we're going to go because the indigenous boys are freaks. Bro, so. Yeah, dude. But I mean, we'll, we'll hold our own. We got that. We got that chemistry. We got that culture. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm really excited for that. That's going to be dope. Yeah. Well, let's let's go into because I want to talk about when life change because for me, I find it fascinating. I've heard you speak about it before that you're always a, a Collingwood fan. Mm. So the chances, I mean, it's like what one in twenty, twenty two chance mm. to go to a, the club that you barrack for. But can you take me through the moment when you got picked up? You got the blue tick, all the followers are coming in. You get the phone call from Eddie Maguire and you're like, whoa, what yeah, the fuck yeah. is going on here, bro? Yeah. Can, can you take me through that phone call with Eddie Maguire when you get drafted? Because yeah. we don't get to see or hear what that's like. Yeah, well, draft night was a bit of a blur. Like, I feel like it is for everyone. And I was at Marvel Stadium, so I was there. And I kind of knew, <clears throat> I knew going into it that, you know, I was basically going to get picked by Collingwood. They, they Where essentially you said that. And so I was. Was there anyone else you could have gone to that was yeah, like? Yeah, so Adelaide was interested and yeah. they had pick eight. So that was going to be like a bit of a. Yeah, they would have thrown a bit of a spanner in the works, but yeah. they didn't end up picking me. And then um, GWS. Okay. So I would have gone to GWS. Okay, okay. If it wasn't for, for Colin matching the bid. So, yeah. like, yeah, that was dope. I remember when I heard GWS and then they said, like, Collingwood has matched the bid. So I knew straight away, I was like, damn, this is it. And then, oh, like, holy shit. Like, it was like, you know, when you watch like the NBA draft, yeah. and I was like, this is kind of like a, like a Fugazi version of that. Like it's like- <laughs> Like the poor man's yeah, version. Yeah, like of- a home brand, LD <laughs> version. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah it was dope, man. I, did, I forget who I was up on stage with. I don't know, but- Was it Collingwood? Collingwood. It was someone. Like, I don't know. You should remember that though, I know. shouldn't you? It's a long time, bro. It was, it's a blur, literally. And then you go into all your media stuff. And believe it or not, I actually- <laughs> I actually, me and Riley Collier Dawkins, who was one of my teammates who was at Richmond, we actually applied, he had that plug it in the AFLPA. So we actually applied for the blue tick before the draft, like Yo, before the draft. Shit, applied <laughs> yeah, the blue tick, like, so we had a connection to the guy was like, oh, well, obviously you're going to get picked up. Like, so just send me through like your driver's license and I'll do it all for you. Damn. So like, I kid you not, like the second I got drafted, I looked at my phone. I'm like, I've got the blue tick already. Oh, wow. And like thousands of followers are coming yeah, in. Like obviously with, when you come to Colin, Colin it's crazy. I, was, like, I went from like 3,000 to maybe like 10K just like straight Bang. away. <laughs> and then I'm walking out, I've done all my media and then- Eddie calls me and I'm like, bro. And the dad, even dad, like, dad's not like that culture. Like, he's he's from Ghana, bro. He doesn't. He's not like about yeah, that. Yeah. But he's like, is that Eddie? Is that Eddie? <laughs> and I'm like, dad loves Eddie. I don't know Did why. Did you know he was gonna call you? Uh, well, no, I didn't. I didn't know. Right. But I was like, yeah, I was, I've heard that he. That's what he does. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And Eddie loves it. So, yeah, that was a really special call. And he was, yeah, just welcoming me to the club and 
yeah, that was, that was pretty surreal to be honest. Yeah, I can imagine, bro. Yeah. That's like for me. That's like when you've made it, like, like Eddie McGuire's and all that. Yeah, so I got, Eddie, did, I got Eddie's number. Did did what? It, did did it was any like little dimes he left you in that call? Or was it just um, more like a welcome to the club? No, nah, it was more just like a welcome to the club. You know, like I've you know I've heard about you, and we're really excited to see what you can do and this and that. So. That's cool, bro. Yeah, it was dope. What did you – I'm always fascinated to know because around – I can sort of relate to it a bit, but how big was the jump in standards from obviously charges and you're mm. doing well there into like Collingwood year one? Yeah. Like for you, what was sort of the biggest thing where you, that you noticed like, fuck, i got to improve on that? I think for me, like it didn't even – this probably was um, – it was relevant probably up until my second year. Was that like – because I'm a because I was a Collingwood fan – I've, I found it hard to transition from being a fan to like a player. Like Pendles is now my teammate. Like he's my he's my mate. Like it's dude, like, I didn't even think of yeah, that. Still sideboarding yeah, and shit. Like they won I, premiership. That's what I'm saying. Like I grew up like watching these guys. Like Pendles, this is well documented. Pendles was my background when I went in the year before. He was like the photo of Pendles was my background, bro. Dude, so what like, did Pendles say to that one? Oh, he probably he's a kind of guy point. that would just lay yeah, into you. I he feel he, he let me slide, but I'm sure it's, it'll get brought up at some point. But. <laughs> That, yeah, I just I love the club before go, even getting drafted there. So like yeah. that was like the hardest thing. Like the training stuff, I've always like I can adapt to that stuff. Like that's okay. not really a problem for me. It was more and like I was pretty strong already. It wasn't I was pretty fit. Like I didn't really you know like I, I and they ease you into it. So it wasn't that wasn't the hardest part. It was definitely like just being like fuck like even fucking Geordie. Like I would be like bro, like, yeah, bro, Geordie, and then yeah. like. That dude barely spoke to me till like my third year. <laughs> really, bro? I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping for that. But like even things like that, I think that was like yeah, that was the the hardest part. Just like yeah, just like making an adjustment from fan to like then my boy. Dude, that was not the answer I was expecting yeah. for you because I never even thought of it from yeah. that perspective. I feel like not many people, and not everyone experiences that because yeah, like, exactly. Well, firstly, not everyone's like a massive Collingwood uh, like AFL fan, and then. Obviously, not a fan of the team that they get drafted to. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a bit so. Unique. What what clicks for that to be like? Uh, this is just you're getting used to it, coming through yeah. the door every day. Yeah, I think just like having conversations and like you know when they let their guard down a little bit and you're having like mm. you know, deeper conversations and just like hey, how you going and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think that especially that's what the I really enjoyed the hub is that I got to like were you living with your boys? Yeah, so like true. I got a lot closer to everyone throughout that period, and now like. Yeah, there's some of my you know my best mates play at the club. So Absolutely, your I think your first year you played three or four games, and sort of year two onwards, it's like every game you're sort of yeah. in that starting twenty two when healthy. And yeah. um, what did you attest your consistency and regularity in that twenty two two? Good question. Um, well, I I think looking back on my first year, I was hell frustrated because I wasn't playing mm. um, early on. And like, you obviously you compare yourself to all the other boys who are drafted just around you, like around your pick. Like, fuck, he's playing, he's playing. Like he's having 30 disposals. I'm freaking playing the VFL having 12. Like, mm. bro, what am I doing wrong? And I think that was like a bit of a learning curve for me. That like I had to really just tip in and like believe that this was my, my process and this was yep. how it was meant to be for me. I it's think a when good I, perspective to have it. Yeah, well, age. I think early on I was pissed off and then I kind of was like, uh, well, fuck it, I'm here now. I may as well just like make the most of it. Um, and then, yeah, obviously got my got my opportunity. I think it was like round 18 against Hawthorne, yeah. I think. Um, and then, yeah, basically since then, since I've been healthy, I haven't really looked back. Yeah, no shit. Very fortunate. Do you know what? I think a lot of people and fans out there don't realise that 
<clears throat> a lot of your pride's on the line when you're not getting picked. So like for oh, some yeah. athletes, that, that's why I said that perspective is really impressive because you can get emotional with that stuff, not sure. necessarily like crying and shit, but you like take it personal. Oh, you yeah. get real angry and stuff. And I've like, seen plenty of boys. <clears throat> oh, yeah. You, you can, can see as soon as people like walk out of that selection room, there's a whole variety of emotions because yeah. people are happy. They're going to paint their first game then people are getting dropped and then, you know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. Yeah, that's just the highs and lows of footy. What's the what's the sort of role of the coach or captain in that? Are the, is there a role where they're trying to sort of keep everyone sort of on that same level and frequency or do they just kind of let people have their moment free up and then come back in tomorrow and just kind of reassure them that you keep working? You'll yeah, back well, I in. think Fly, Fly always talks about um, selection integrity. So he's always like, if, if you're doing the things right that you should be doing, then you'll put, like, you'll put your name in the ring. Like you'll be right. every chance to be picked if you're not, if you're right. not playing already. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good way to look at it. And I think like as a coach, like, man, it's tough. You got like what 40 something players that you got to have conversations with. You can't get to everyone at every point. Yeah. So like, I remember when I wasn't getting picked and like, I wasn't really having, this is back in my first year. I wasn't, wasn't really getting much feedback as to why. And I was getting a little bit frustrated and like, I was having conversations with my manager. I know he was just like, just keep tipping in and eventually you'll, you'll be able to crack it. And, mm. Um, yeah, I think eventually we did, but I think the best thing is like transparency. Like, yeah, I think having the skill to be able to, or the, the courage to be able to go into the office of the coach and be like, like not, not some like beef stuff, just like on some like, it's just more like, like, what do I need to do to, you know, put my name forward? Yeah. I think that, um, I actually never did that. So like I, if I had my time again, I would do that, but. Hopefully I don't get dropped again. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it. But yeah, I think that's a really important skill. How do you, and with, we kind of spoke about this before we jumped on, but I, I just want to go through it because playing for Collingwood's like as big as it gets almost in a sporting sense in, yeah. in the country in regards to the eyes on you, the expectations, the love, the hate. Mm. How do you kind of, and, and this is what I'm going to bring to you in a sec, because I want to see what you say, yeah. but like, how do you as like, still be Isaac Queen or off the field and enjoy your life and separate from the pressures or the mm. performance. Because some weeks you might play 10 out of 10, some weeks you might play like five or six out of 10. Yeah. But like to try and keep your sort of balance as a human being in an environment where it's not normal. Yeah. Like how, what do you, is there anything you kind of fall back on or do to, to manage that? Um, I, well, I, I live with, I call him Chick. So you Chick. Call him down here. That's his nickname is Chick. Yo, so what's up, Chick? I can't call, I it's can't, a guy, just so everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, live, I live with Dan and yeah. I think he's, he's someone that like uh, when I go home, it's like I kind of enjoy not being around the football. Footy. Yeah, so it's like I have that balance already when I go home. Mm. Um, and before that, I was living with my mum and her partner and, and my three brothers. So I, I'd go home and it wouldn't be about football. It'd yeah. just be like chilling but it was a pretty hectic household so now i'm happy to just go back into my apartment and just chill with him <laughs> but i think yeah having good friends and family is like what i mean it's hell cliche but like that's yeah, just what it's, it's true, about though. for me like i got a really like good core group of mates outside of my football boys mm. and then i've like i'm really close to my family as well so like i think falling back on those two yeah. um yeah it's helped me heaps with like that balance stuff for sure yeah, because you got to have that separation as well. Yeah, it can become too intense, and I think even like I, like I live in Richmond, so it's like pretty. It's <laughs> it's that's already a very football. It's a football hub, so it's like to get away from that sometimes it's good. So like when I go back home, I feel like that's good. I get to kind of get away from the bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think he does well to manage it? Because yeah, yeah, because you would see you would see it firsthand living with him. Like because I see it with Geordie, and I'm like, fuck, I don't know how you could do. 
you know, like go through what you do. But then I see the sort of things that he does to manage it. Like, what do you see? Because Oh yeah! Apparently you're a top. Apparently you're you're a undercover chef. Is that that African vibe coming through, or have you actually? Man, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just really enjoy it. Like, I Actually, just you know what? Maybe it's worth going into some little stories around Isaac. <laughs> that was tap in, bro. No, but apparently, yeah, you, apparently you're a great cook. Apparently you're a, a coffee connoisseur. Yeah, I love my coffee. So much so that you've moved away from necessarily going to cafes. Not to say you don't, but you've bought a, a high-end machine for your home. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. I had a bit of a plug at JB Hi-Fi, so he was able to get me a bit of money off. But yeah, yeah. I got myself a... Yeah, apparently you're real neat as well. You like fuck you yeah, fold your yep. clothes, yeah, clean up. Yeah, yep. I, I, I was speaking about it last night. The communal area needs to be clean. <laughs> he, he can have his room as messy as he wants it. <clears throat> I don't give a shit about his room, but if my the the main area ain't clean, I've we have a problem, bro. I don't know if that's necessarily an Isaac thing or an African thing because my my mate who's Kenyan, the one I was talking about, his dad. Bro, if one little plate was yeah, not clean or done in the dishes, and I'm talking like 30 seconds, it sat there. Yeah. <clears throat> All hell would break loose, bro. I got roasted the other day. I, yeah. I, had, a, I had a nap and then came back home. Nah, brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, this yeah. guy's stuff was sitting there for 24 <laughs> hours. He didn't do it. <laughs> oh, he needs to get roasted. He need to be kept accountable. <laughs> oh, man. No, wait, let's go Let's go back into the footy because when you when you play, because you play what, mainly halfback now? Yeah. You play that's anywhere else? That's nah, your sort of that's, go-to? That's it, really. Is there, is there what's sort of like, the clear instructions that you get before you go into games. Cause I feel like AFL is very set and play your role. Mm. Like in soccer, it's like, bro, it's not so much that it's like win your battles, but at the same time you have the freedom to be yourself and be a bit more creative in football. I feel like it's not stick to your role and you'll, you'll, you'll help your team win. Yeah. I feel like, um, especially like this year, it became a lot more open. Like, I, mm. like there's a lot more free reign to kind of play your own game. And like, I'm naturally, a defender. Like I was a defender playing soccer. I'm a defender playing basketball. So like I'm always, that's just my natural ability. Whereas like, you know, you got players like, you know, John Noble or Nick who are like unbelievable attackers. So we kind of complement each other quite well because yeah. like, I, I mean, I don't get as many touches. I don't get all the goals, but you know, those guys do what they do and they do it unbelievably. Like we've yeah. seen what Nick did this yeah, year. But your touches stand out to me because you balk about eight plays and then you kick it. So it's like your one's worth four. Well, that's why I'm like, oh, oh, I need to bring that out more this year. That's not my, oh, yeah, next that, year I should say. Yeah. Right, that's, that's my plan. I need to try and take the game on a little bit more. I've been, yeah, I've been working on my speed, working on my power. So I feel like, yeah, that's that's the next evolution. But yeah, my my role is usually, depending on who we're playing, playing on potentially the number one small forward. Right. Um, and then trying to like nullify their game and then try and, you know, expose them on the other side. Because you know what people say about you, and probably not in a detrimental way or anything, but people say you're like really nice. And I think they mean like off the field, like he's a nice guy. Yeah. Which kind of bothers me a bit because I'm like, bro, yeah, you can be nice, but you can't be a nice guy and play every week for Collingwood. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Nah. So do you hear that? Does that shit bother you? No, nah, like I get that because I, I think I'm nice, but I – I'm someone that like I almost need someone to like do something to me or say something, <laughs> and then it's smoke. The like then we're on. Like I remember in the Sydney game, I had like like Papley, uh, Mills, and a few of the other boys. Like I love it. Like yeah. shit talking's great. It's part of the game. So yeah. like they were like talking and bumping. And I was like, oh yeah, you just oh, this is just working yeah. towards like <laughs> this is exactly what I want. And then I play. When I play angry, that's when I play my best football. And yeah. I think that Sydney game was one of my best games for the year because I was just like. I just wanted to smoke with everyone. Like yeah. everyone was just getting, dude. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm, as you said, like I'm lucky. You genetically, like I'm pretty big, so I can take people on. I can try and hurt people. I can. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I think that's the next evolution is being able to like, I need someone to like slap me in the face or something before I will run out. <laughs> get me angry. Did you know oh, this, get this guy in the rooms. He pissed me off yeah. that much. He'll yeah, just, just say something. Got a nap, didn't yeah. clean. Because yeah. uh. you know what? You're one of my favorite players in the league. You'll help me saying this. The way you play the game, the, the darting off the halfback because you're black. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> that was minor, minor feature, but major. <laughs> but also, also another guy that I love um, because it's for stuff that like you can control. And I think you'll appreciate this because – Obviously, when you kick the ball, you're, you're sort of the skill sets like handballing, reading the game. Some of that's like sort of gifts and talents and that stuff you've worked on. Mm. But like you get some that are like non-negotiables, which is like a choice. Mm. And doesn't matter how good you are at footy, if you don't select those non-negotiables and like deliver them. And that's why I love Brady Maynard as well because oh boy. Right, he reminds me of like Russell Westbrook yes. in the sense of like they play 110% every game. Mm. And I feel like one of my greatest moments as an AFL fan was when that buddy – it, like on the wing because it was like yeah. is Braden going to go to Buddy is it going to and then bang he's over the thing oh, and I'm there like man. I'm ready to go around like who, who else is yeah, here like, go, do you know what go. I mean <laughs> like it was that much of a ripple effect oh, so man. I feel like that would help with you because like Braden's always in there, like oh. he's the guy that's trying to sort of play that antagonist and start shit yeah, he's like a freaking security guard out there. <laughs> I, I feel like I can conquer the world when Brady's next to me. Security guard. I, lo- I love playing with him. He's probably he'd be one of my first pick teammates every week. Like no, no doubt. And I yeah. think I, that'd be echoed by a lot of the other boys. But yeah, yeah, I just the way that he goes about it is crazy. Like he just he is that. He's just angry and like. He's the nicest guy off the field, like the biggest softy. And then as soon as you get on on the field, really? he's just like because you wouldn't think it. that, right? Nah, like the, his like haircut, his physique. Yeah, like, I don't know. He looks pretty scary, but he's he's a nice, like yeah, the nicest a- dude ever. So like, yeah, I've I've a lot of props for him, and he got exactly what he deserved in regards to the, the All Australian selection this year. Like I I love seeing someone like him get picked because. Yeah. I feel like people like that always like get overlooked because he don't get all the touches and all the speckies and takes yeah, yeah, yeah. outs. Like he's just like raw effort, just dominating his opponent and every it, week, and like, it got rewarded. Which yeah, is and sick. I, I love that. Yeah, I love that. What if what for you about this group so special? Because we kind of spoke to it with Jordy, but we probably spoke a bit more about like Fly and mm. um, his sort of connection to the group. But like sort of around the personnel, because you've got such a dynamic group of young to senior players that have like done it all to people that haven't really tasted anything in the AFL yet. Yeah. Like, what is it for you when you're between the four walls? You're like, this is why this group's special. I think one thing that, you know, when I look back on other years is that like this group is really, everyone's accepted for exactly who they are. It's like no judgment type. Yeah. Like, I feel like I literally go into there and I can be a hundred percent Isaac. Like I don't have really? to like, Whereas maybe in other years, and maybe because I was a bit younger, like I'm 22 now, so maybe a little bit older, but I just feel like like I can go in there and just like be me. And I think that's what, I feel like when you're in an environment where you can be 100% you, you get the best out of yourself. Yeah. yeah. And like it ripples down from Pendle. Like Pendle's is at the top of the top, like obviously. Yeah. And I think when you see him like having a joke and, and you know, being Pendle's. Yeah. And then, but when we get in the track, it's like, let's go, like, let's get the best out of each other and we're all pushing each other. I think that's what creates that environment where we all want, just want to win, get better. Does he always come back with the first of four-year players, like in that week? Yeah, I think every year he, I've the, been there, he yeah. has, yeah. Are you out of that bracket now? I or, you, am, or are you on yeah, the top end? Yeah, I'm out of that bracket. Oh, damn. Yeah. That, is, that like a, is that like you wear that on your chest around the it club? It is a little like, bit. Well, because yeah, I would fucking, I would, I'd be like, oh, you, how you, how's those first two weeks been? <laughs> yeah. Little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, is my, this is my first year out of it, and I'm feel, I, felt, I felt good. I didn't know, I didn't go on Monday. Yeah. Um, me and Pat ended up doing something else, um, but, yeah, I, I've 
it's pretty cool being out of that group, to be honest. I'm yeah. not or just having the option to be like, nah, not today. Uh, like, I mean, you still, I still train. So it's like, it's still, I still, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's just, yeah, you got a bit more freedom to do what you want. Like, I've been seeing this um, strength and conditioning coach flat out and shout out to him. Um, but, and I, I really wanted to go see him. So that was why I did my own session there. Else I wouldn't have been able to do both. Yeah, so. yeah. What for next year, 2023, what would be like a good season for you individually? Because I know collectively that's sort of what you guys are going for is to win everything and course, yeah. have a good year. But just for you, for what would help that individually? Um, yeah. Do, well, I'll do be, you look at those sort of things like uh, goals and that? Or? I, I, I need to sit down with myself and map out some goals. I'm, I'm someone that when I write something and then I put my mind to it, I usually – can do it. So yeah. that's something each year I've done. Um, and I've not, not always quite got there, but like I've, I remember last year I put down, I wanted to make the 22 under 22 again. Fuck and yeah. I was lucky enough to make that again. So that was, that was pretty dope. And then I think the, the next steps are like, I just want to, I want to continue to take the game on because I know people love watching that. I know that's one of my strengths. I think that's your X factor it to is, the team yeah, as well. hundred percent. And I think I just need a, um, a being a mindset where I'm, just more confident and, and, yeah. and continue to do it. Like if, even if I get caught holding the ball, like fuck it, move on to the next one. And I, yeah. co- the coaching staff are great with that. They yeah. want me to take it on. Yeah. It's just up here. Yeah. So that's, that's probably the next evolution is like my defensive stuff is always pretty sound. Yeah. It's more the offensive stuff and like breaking lines, kicking goals. Like Correct. I, I think that's the, the next evolution for my game. And then, you know, we'll see from there. I reckon you could be all Australian, bro. I think I'd you got it. I think well, you got it. I think you have everything you can do yeah, to I'd, do it. I've, I've, I'm calling it here, actually. It. I'm calling it here. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, it's huge, bro. But you've got to say it to, for, for it to happen. Well, <clears throat> yeah, it's just in the same sentence. Australian, let's, oh, Australian. Let's, let's fucking do it, bro. Because if we don't, if we don't get there, we're going to be close, and True. close is better You're than not. I am higher than yeah, lower. Fuck 100%. yeah. No. I love that. Good shout. I got um, I got a few questions here that are going to make you think to round out the podcast. So if you need some thinking time, we'll insert some music probably. Um, <laughs> but what's the best piece of advice you've got since you've been in the AFL? Like something where you're like, oh, fuck, that was a dime. You've got such good people around you from senior players to now coaching staff. We've spoken about like the heroics of Jackie Louder under the table, but like just generally what's sort of been for you a really powerful piece of advice that doesn't have to necessarily be footy related as well? The Collingwood's always really big on the balance of football. I think that was something that early on I was very like intense. Like I was going to the club seven days a week gym every day like day off I'm in the, I'm doing recovery at the club this and that and I think by the end of it I and I didn't think I was like this but I, I started to get a little bit burnt burnt out right um and I think yeah having the balance and I, I know that's something that Geordie does really well and you'd say that firsthand yeah, is like, like you know like he he gets to work when he's at the club but like as soon as it's like three o'clock like he's gone and he's he's chilling out yeah. doing whatever he needs to do and, yeah. and that's what gets his mind right and I think if your head's in the right space, then your footy stuff will come along as well. So I think that was someone that, yeah, I, I've definitely started to realise, especially over the last you know year or so, is that like, yeah, getting your mind right outside of football, like I'm studying a uh, bachelor of business and even something like that, like is something that I, like I don't enjoy it at all, but yeah. I know it's important and that's, you know, I, I, one day I would love to own my own business. So that's, I've heard uh, I've heard a low key goal. I don't know if it's low key now, but uh, you, I don't think you know what it is. But you want to make a million bucks in business, like yeah, you want to be a millionaire. I, I always say I'm going to be a millionaire business. I love I just, that, bro. Yeah, well, you I probably just, want to start one. I know. <laughs> but, I, well, yeah, I was listening no, to a podcast. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast, and he was like, "You're an, the guy was saying you're an idiot if you don't have a plan, and but you have a goal." And it was, he was literally saying like to make a million bucks as a businessman. I'm like, 
fuck, like, yeah, probably need to start like making a plan or something. But but I think that's good though because at twenty two when I was playing sport, I never thought like I thought fuck anything else. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? I think it's really shifted now, so I think it's really good. Like, yeah, hundred percent. And then there's people at the club that you know do it unreal, like Darcy Moore. He's always one that I always revert to. Like yeah. He just like he's talk about balance. Like he's a genius off the field, and he's he speaks so well. But he's a freak on the field. So it's like having people like that having conversations with him has even helped me as well. Definitely. Now uh, this one for me is going to be. This was I've been waiting to ask this since we got <laughs> on the podcast. But who for you in the AFL is your hardest opponent? Like who? Not necessarily like who? Who's just for you is the hardest one to match up with? Like with your skill set. Um, is there anyone that stands out? Yeah. Uh, when I played on. When I played on Eddie Betts, oh damn! Um, I I just he just pissed me off, like because he <laughs> he's so good and he's so smart. He just was very cheeky the way he duck out the back and like I don't know, like that. I kind of I think he had like three or four shots on goal in in a half. So I was like, damn. and like I'm like I'm I'm a defender first, and like my pride was I was hurt, like I was really hurt, and um, I hate letting my teammates down. So like. I, I think he'd be, he'd be one for sure. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I can't go, I always speak about it, yeah. but yeah, I, Toby Green did kick five goals in three quarters. <laughs> yeah, he, that really it. burned your yeah, up. And your, your boy just like, he threw that oh, yeah, in as like, yeah, yeah but that, was that more just like a one-off like versus that he gives you a headache? Like Eddie Betts gen, generally seemed to be like, that was like thinking power. Yeah, like, it was thinking like power. Like you've always got to be, they're the 100%. hardest opponents, bro. Yeah. When you're like, fuck, it's not about like, I can't, I have to think every yeah, second of the game. Well, that's like when I play on Guinea at training, like he's similar. Like really? Like, just, like, like I'm faster than him. I'm fitter than him. I'm stronger than him. But he's just hell smart and very, very skilled. Yeah. And I think playing on people like that is when I like that they're like they challenge me. Yeah, I, I've I actually enjoy it. I've actually never met um Jack but like personally, but how like I'd be interested to know because you're pretty close to him. Like mm. how was last year for him with everything that went on? Like how did he because his performance didn't really drop off and like Yeah, he had a great year. Yeah, for for what like from day dot, man, the stuff that was going through, like people were talking about it then like, you know, Kane Corns early, then he wins an Anzac Day medal and then people like the high tackles. Mm. So much pressure on such a young kid, like mm. human being first, then AFL player second, you know. How from you, like what were you sort of seeing that you impressed with how he handled it all? Um, well, yeah, I think the whole year was a massive learning curve for him. And I think he's still learning. Like he still does stuff and I'm like, bruv, what are you doing? <laughs> but he, he, yeah, I think he's come a long way. Like I think he'd even say that as a person, like he's grown up a lot and he's only 19. Like yeah, he's that's, so young. That for me, I didn't see him as a 19 yeah, year old. He's, he's grown up a lot in a, in a, in a short period of time. And I think like he's been held vulnerable in the, in the media and come out and said like, this actually does affect me. Like I remember having conversations with him and him saying like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But you can kind of tell deep down that like, <clears throat> no. like obviously having like thousands of people saying shit about you is going to eventually yeah. get to you. So Correct. like, um, I think, yeah, the way he was able to be like more in tune with like what's going on internally and, and be able to express it. And I think Jackie was yeah. huge for him in that regard. So like, awesome. me and me and him got ourselves into a bit of trouble as well. And, um, yeah, Jackie was an important part of that, you know, just speaking about it and getting it all out and then yeah. being able to move on. And, um, yeah, but obviously his football was unbelievable. Kick 40 yeah, goals, that's crazy for me because so. that's why I was like, that's a strong kid because, yeah. like, you usually see a dip in stuff, but he, like, didn't affect him, yeah. at least on the footy field, which is the hardest thing. 100%, yeah. Uh, now we're the final question. We ask it every week, so some of the listeners will know what's coming, but um, there's three things that I attest to 
successful athletes and also people in business mm. um, that I think, are, you know, you need all three, but I want you to pick one of the three that you attest your success to and where you've sort of got to today oh, that like resonates it. the most. So uh-huh. we've got resilience, drive, and ambition. Which one sort of hits home? If you didn't have that, there's no way you'd be wearing the number three playing every week for Collingwood. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say drive. Drive. Yeah. I've, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. All three are- Which we know. Like Which is- huge parts of it. And like, I think for me, like I've just, like a, I, it's like the most cliche quote again, but it's, it's like hard work beats talent when talent fails to work out. That's like always been my thing. Yeah. Like I've, I've never been the most skilled. I've never been the, like the quickest, but I've just always dipped yep. in. Like that's yeah, just how I've always been. Is there anything outside of footy that you've got the same sort of drive for at the moment, or is it really kind of just you just channeling your thoughts into footy and um, studying and doing some other stuff outside it to keep busy? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to find. It's hard to well, find like, something else. That's what I would say. Like I have a drive to do my uni, but I don't really. <laughs> I love it. No cap. I'm struggling at the moment with the uni. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, as in regards to my motivation, but, um, I've actually found myself a little passion with cooking, to be honest, genuinely. Dude. Like I'm starting to vent. Like I used to be hell basic and just like, you know, like brown rice, some veggies and like a steak, but I'm now starting to like try and, you know, get some recipes, this and that. And I'm just in my element, inviting people over come over for dinner I'll cook for you so you know what you know what um, got me into that because I'm my big thing with cooking now and I don't cook by any means every night but when I do I use it as like it's like meditation yeah but the thing that got me into it was TikTok yeah because I watch cooking shows but TikTok bro just makes you want to look makes you want to cook and you get insight and it's like fuck that's not that hard exactly it makes things look easy yeah it's like well he he got his little I mean this guy's the worst cook in history but (laughs) he he got his little chicken (laughs) recipe from TikTok and it actually it's actually not bad yeah but like there's some yeah there's some good stuff on TikTok I agree but yeah I've yeah, I'm loving. It. Yeah, no, Petrarca's killing it, he's, bro. He's he's, he's like, is his TikTok? Fuck, man! I sit there watching. I'm like, damn, I almost know what's coming. He loves putting garlic in, like, yeah, yeah it makes me hungry. Yeah, I shout know, out, yeah, shout I out. You know, brother, where's my invite? No play, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I heard you're the face of Yo Pro. That's oh, for sure. I'm under him, yeah, second yeah. tier. Yeah, second tier. Oh man, I, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. We wanted to have you on for a while. I love watching Very you sure. go about your stuff. We've caught it here, no pressure, but we we want to see you strive for that all Australian, bro, because you got the the ability, man. But <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'll be there holding it too. <laughs> but bro, thank you for coming on the podcast, no, man. Appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate it. Big love, bro. Done. Done. Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free. And you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details.